Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast episode. Today's episode features talks of violence, identity theft, and a nice cold brew with my co-host. <laughs> You're now listening to Featuring Dez. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode. Today is a very special episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am Dez from Featuring Dez, and I am accompanied by one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Sir Brandon Kunamura. Hey, how's it going? And uh, Brandon, today's a special episode. Can you tell the ladies and gents at home why? We are covering one of the most underappreciated TV shows that has ever been created within the last, what, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years, yeah. And, and it's a show called Banshee. Yes, sir, Banshee. And for those at home that have heard of Banshee, kudos to you. High five. And uh, for those that haven't... This is your chance to get on the bandwagon, ladies and gentlemen. And today is also another special episode because Brandon and I both also adore this show and love it. And I was actually introduced to the show through him. And uh, we both... Brandon has, I believe, since then completed the series. Is yes, that right? I have. It's only four seasons. 38 episodes total. Right. 10 episodes from season one, two, and three. And then there's only eight in the last season, which... Which is understandable, considering if you know the story, the whole story, it's understandable there's only eight episodes on the last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I myself have only made it up till, to season three, but me and Brandon... Well, you're in season two. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, haven't, yeah. you haven't started season Right, right, right. And uh, and Brandon and I did, got the great idea, hey man, why don't we get together and just rewatch the show from the beginning together? And I was like, oh man, you're right. I said, like, you know what, why don't we just turn this into an ongoing podcast thing? And Brandon's like, you know what, that's a good idea. And now you have us both here together, and now we have a new series called Beer and Banshee. And that's right, I did say beer for all of those who caught that. Me and Brandon are here sharing a beer together, and I shall drink my first glass. Cheers. With my first sip. Mm. It's good stuff. Yep, one of my dad's beers. Oh, yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. The beer rule we're sipping on is a homemade beer. Is there a label on it? No, this there's no just... label. He doesn't have a name for the beer, but oh, okay. he, he just likes the homebrew, and like I'm <clears> his <throat> w- very willing give me pig on <laughs> How it tastes and whatnot, and so I could help him critique his yeah, yeah. homebrew. Well, you know, I actually have an idea of what the name of this beer could be. What? Banshee. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. name. I'll have to tell him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of Banshee, drum roll, please. That's what we're here to talk about. So, me and Brandon and I just finished watching the first two episodes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but those episodes are long. Yeah, the first episode's, I think, well over an hour. Yeah, yeah. The, the pilot is, is, like is extensive. Like an hour ten, hour, I think an hour ten, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'd say. Normally, yeah. the episodes are like 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. No more than an hour, but it's like right around the 50-minute mark for the, each right, episode. Right. And we're going to get started here. By, talk, by basically, so Brandon, like, can you tell everyone how how you how you discovered uh, Banshee and how you got me into the series? So, uh, when was that? If it was a few years ago, I this is right around Christmas. I got money for Christmas, and I was just looking on Amazon, and because you know, I didn't know what to buy, and I came across somehow came across Banshee. It's like so I read the description, and I'm like, this sounds like an interesting one. Interesting series, so I bought the first season. It was only like ten bucks, fifteen bucks, and I'm like, "Damn, this is a good series!" So I was able to get get the last three seasons for because I, I think at that point, I think season two and three had already were already finished. Right. Season four was about done mm. when I got it, so I had to wait a little bit on season four to come out. Okay. So. I was able to binge watch season two, three, and then boom, season four came out. Able to watch that, and I enjoyed every, pretty much every minute of that of Banshee. Right, and and honestly, it's kind of hard not to. Uh, Banshee doesn't say have the most original story, but I can honestly say that there's no show quite like Banshee. Banshee to me is a bit of an oddity. I, I I don't even know how it stayed on the air that long. Like, um, maybe it's because of of all the the, the great scenes that this show had, but and the acting. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it actually actually has some solid acting, especially from its leading its leading stars. Its leading stars consist of the likes of I want to say Anthony Starr. Yeah, he he's the lead actor. Yeah, he he plays he plays our protagonist, and uh, uh, then I believe the uh, the next uh, leading uh, person is uh, Ivana. 
I can't say her last name. It, uh, yeah, it's some it's Eastern European last name. Right, that right. We, we would butcher and oh, yeah. do disrespect to her, right, her right. last name. Yeah. So, and, and so, like, the story of Banshee, for the most part, starts off with our, our, our lead character, who we don't really know his name. And I don't think we ever find out his name, his real name. No, not in the entire series. See, and, and that, that baffles me, but also excites me, because the unknown is, is dope, and I think having a bit of mystery is always cool. And so, anyway, our main character, he just finished doing a long stretch in prison. 15 years. Yeah. Woo! 15 big ones and he just finished doing a long stretch and he did it for someone that he cared oh so deeply about and he's angry he has a lot of pent up emotions that he couldn't fully get out while he was in prison right because he the love of his life pretty much left him there hung to hang up and dry yeah he because he basically gave they basically uh, the love of him and his love of his life uh, pull off this crazy heist, but then someone get caught. But he tries to throw everyone off her trail. She gets away. He does it. He serves fifteen years, um, and she's living a, a nice, cozy life. He gets out. She didn't see him once while he was in prison, and that's the love of his life. So he's angry. He just he he's got all this pent up emotion going on. And his first day in town, he gets into this bar that's ran by a character named Sugar. Now, we're getting to Sugar later. Sugar is actually the homie. Sugar's the boy. Yes. And uh, so he, he gets to this bar, and his first day in town, all of a sudden, this guy comes up who's the new sheriff in town. But the sheriff, he hasn't been inducted yet? He hasn't been sworn in yeah. yet. No one knows besides the bar owner, our protagonist, and two goons that just come in yeah. looking for... Uh, Money from the bar owner. Yeah, so basically our main character, he just gets out of prison after doing 15 years. He's angry as all hell. He gets out, he goes to this bar, and all of a sudden the new sheriff gets shot and murdered right in front of him. And instead of him just, you know, going to, uh, going about his day, he somehow by the end... Assumes the identity, identity of the sheriff. Of the sheriff and becomes the new identity of, of, of the town called Banshee. And that's where the title comes in. And now, I like to describe Banshee as a story as like big chaos in a little town. Yeah. And it's crazy because I, as a character, I find Hood, uh, I, Hood, Hood, so Hood is actually not the main character's name. That's that's the identity he uh, he assumes. We never quite find out what the main character's true name is, right? So he assumes this identity as Sheriff Lucas Hood. And Hood is interesting because he's not my favorite character, but he's he's definitely probably arguably the most intriguing because like I definitely feel like the creator and the writers of this show use Hood as a vehicle and a tool for chaos and destruction. Yeah. Like and 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 it he's very much so unhinged in, in this first and second episode. Yeah. For, for for good reason. Oh yeah. yeah. And and it's it's crazy. Like some of the stuff he does is like, dude, I know you are hurt, but man. And um, now that we talked a little bit about the story of Banshee, Brandon. Let's talk about some of the characters. I feel like the characters are what make this show. Because like I said, the story isn't necessarily super original, but it's the char- the characters and the character interactions yes. for me that fully make this show. Yes, and the actors who play them. Oh, yes, yes. They have some great chemistry going yes. on between all the actors. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, we even got legends in the show like Frankie uh, uh, Faison, who has been acting for God knows how yeah, long. Yeah, so many years. Yeah. And so favorite characters, Brandon. Let, let's talk about favorite characters and why you like them and what their relationship is to, say, the main character. Okay, I have two favorite characters. The first one... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before we talk about your characters, I'm going to take another sip of this beer. Okay. <sighs> okay, continue. Tasty, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, my first one is one of the first main characters outside of Hood that you get to meet. Hmm. It's Job. Oh, who, yes. Who is... A queen. He, <laughs> he, he's, he, he dresses in drag. Right. And he's a hairdresser, but he's also a computer hacker. He's also a certified badass, yes, too. Yes, he is. And he, the guy who plays him, uh... Hoon Lee, I believe. Hoon Lee. Yes. He is so... I mean, like, he just took on this role and just made it his own. I love the guy. Yes. He, like, and the way he... He, he he's very sassy. He's mm. like he takes shit from no one, and he has a special relationship between him <laughs> and uh, Sugar. Yeah, that yeah. relationship is one of the best relationships, relationships. Yeah. in the entire series. Yeah, if you, if anything else, that is a, the biggest reason why you should 
watch this series. Agreed. It agreed. is because of that relationship. Yeah. It's so it's priceless. Yeah. Absolutely priceless. So Job it's, it, ha- helps out yeah. Hood. He uh, like reluctantly. Right, right. Helps out Hood. Business partner. Yeah, he's like a business partner who just wants the money. Right. He just doesn't want to deal with all the the, the chaos, ba- the that, chaos fo- that follows the, Hood. And then the baby mama drama kind of oh, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of baby mama drama, guys, um, Hood is he, one of the reasons he's bitter and so unhinged in this first and second episode is because, like I said, the show starts off with him doing a long stretch and he did it for someone he cared about and he felt abandoned. And then there's this weird, interesting dynamic between these two, the baby mama and Hood, because um, she basically. The, uh, what he gave his life, what he gave fifteen years of his life up for, he he can't have, yeah. Like, which is her and the money. He can't have either one because she now has settled down, has had a family. I mean, fifteen years have gone by, man. That's a long time, yeah. right? And so that's a long, that's a long enough time for someone to move on, plant roots somewhere else. Yeah, and change personality wise, yeah. and yeah, have different likes, dislikes, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so. It's 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 just, it's just crazy there, and and Job is kind of like the business friend, uh, that the uh, that both of them had mutually, and I would have to agree with you. Job is probably my favorite character as well. Hoon Lee is a savage. That man needs more work in Hollywood. Oh yes, that, exactly. Yeah, he he needs more work, and I love Job. Job is a bougie ass dude, man. Job is the definition of bad and bougie. Like seriously, like I'm I'm telling you, like he he needs his own trap song, but um. Job is our Job is probably my favorite character as well. He's the best. He's so sassy. He's so smart. Even when you think he's out, he's in. And then another character that probably probably rivals Job for me is the character of Sugar, like you uh, mentioned earlier. Sugar is just so likable. He's played by by by, by the badass uh, Frankie Faison, who 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 is it was in one of my favorite comedies of all time, Coming to America. And he was also in Luke Cage. Yeah, he was also in Luke Cage. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and wasn't his name Sugar as well in Luke Cage? I actually don't remember. Holy I, shit. I, I think it's Sugar. What the... F- okay, we, I gotta go. Hold on, let, let me Google this. Let me Google this. Right? Because I thought... Or at least his nickname was Sugar, right? Yeah. Let me, he had some kind of nickname. I don't remember what his name was. He was he was the barber, ladies and gentlemen, in Luke Cage. Uh, let me go look up what that character's name was. Guys, I'm Googling as we speak. One second. Let's see. Frankie Faison and Luke Cage. Who was he? There's a character in here named Sugar, actually. (laughs) But I don't think it's him. No, it's not him. There's a character. The character... Uh, shoot. What? What role did Homeboy play? Well, he, he's played, he played the barber. Yeah, I know he played the barber. I can't remember the dude's name. That's crazy. I can't remember his name. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Sugar is 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 legit. He's so likable. He he plays neutral because like... Hook, yeah, I, if you're looking at like a D&D, lawful, neutral, lawful, good, that kind of stuff. He's like right yeah. dead center, yeah. neutral as you could possibly get. Yeah, because... Because he's playing like everyone in yep, town. Yep, yep, Like he's on the good side of everyone in town and there's so many different characters in town that we haven't even... Talked about yet? Yeah. Now, what's um what, what's interesting is that like I I like I said mentioned earlier pop pop oh that's right he played pop okay okay so as far as uh, interactions go me and you both know that going forward Job and Suge have 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 the best interactions yes but just going off episode one and two what was your favorite interaction in episode one and two with all the characters being barely introduced. What was your favorite effort? So in episode it, one, what was your favorite interaction? Um, between Hood and um, the second second in command at the police department. Oh right, yeah. Oh god, I'm blanking on his name, but the the guy who had, has been at the police uh, Banshee Police Department for uh, Banshee Banshee, by the way, is the town, the name of the town that they're in. Yes. So I. Let's just get that out of the way to, so there's no confusion mm-hmm. over anything else. And uh, at the Banshee Police Department, there's this guy that's always that's been there the longest out of the three uh, people that were already there at the police station. Yeah, and he, out of, he out was of all the deputies, yeah. Yeah, he was very bitter when the mayor, the very young mayor, brought in 
Hood mm-hmm. as a new sheriff because the, the this guy thought he he deserved to be. Yeah, he he thought he was a shoe in to be the new sheriff. I mean, the dude saying calling him loyal doesn't even begin to call uh, cover of how great of a cop he is Brock, and, and Brock how much. Lo- yeah, yeah, Brock, yeah Brock, Brock Brock deserved to be the sheriff, but understand understandably so. Banshee for being a small town, it's corrupt. Oh yeah, it's it's run it's run it's run by arguably second most interesting character in the show to me and so uh yeah kai proctor kai proctor, kai proctor is kind of he's kind of he, like the big bad in the show yeah and as i say kind of kind of yeah i knowing everything that happens mm-hmm. he you know a little bit more than i do you finish the show i'm on yeah i'm, like, I'm on season three so that's trying to think of of other shows that could be related, like, mm-hmm. like I kind of want to say he's like, like he's kind of like a kingpin character um, from like in Daredevil, like okay. where he like he has his hands and everything. Thing, but yeah, but obviously he doesn't. He's not always gonna be the big. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because there's other characters that come into right. the show and are a bigger, at least, physical threat. To Hood and the police police department. Right. So Kai Proctor's like the the mental uh, bad guy. Yeah. The mental yeah. number like playing all mind games. Yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah. Like, And, and he, he's he's a great character. Oh yeah. yeah. The guy who plays him Ulrich. I can't mm-hmm. remember his last name, but all that this guy. Yeah. He's from Denmark, but he's he's so good. Yeah. As he play like he embodies this awesome kingpin type character mm-hmm. yeah. of wanting to control everything right so so and so you, you got to talk about uh one of one of your favorite interactions one of mine actually was uh when i believe this is an episode one when hood goes to go visit anna slash carrie his uh ex his ex who who he, he took the the 15 years for he goes to go visit her while she's at her job and she's like in real estate yeah, kind she's of? like a real estate yeah. agent, mm-hmm. and like she and tried- her her husband is what the the district attorney, district attorney, yeah, yeah. DA, DA's office, yeah. So he's trying to, and the husband is trying to take out Kai Proctor, take out but, Kai Proctor, which we just finished mentioning, yeah. And and anyway, like uh, uh, Hood, or at least the guy pretending to be Lucas Hood, he goes he goes in. Our main character goes in to go see Anna slash Carrie. His love of his life, who is now falling for someone else. So he goes to go see her while she's at her work. She gets upset. She takes him to the kitchen. She's like, come on, let's go. And that scene involving them in the kitchen is probably my favorite inter- interaction in episode one. Uh, strictly because, like, um, okay. So, we, we, we find out so many things in that one scene. We find out that... There's still some romance. There's still some romance between the both of them. Uh, you, you find out that she's torn... On, on on who she is, what she's not, who she wants to be, and then you also find out that he still loves her, yeah. right? even though she kind of, he kind of, you know, she kind of fucked his life up for fifteen years. Yeah. And um and not, not only that, but you find out that she is a certified badass. Yeah. Like she's she she, she like when he comes on to her, she's like no, and then he kisses her, she kisses him back, but then he's like oh yeah, but then. Uh, she she tries to punch him. He blocks it. You find that both of these guys are trained. She hits him with like a backhand. And he's like, "Oh, you've been training." And so you know she she's she's no slouch. Both these and you see later in that episode that yeah, uh, for training with her teacher. Yeah, she had, that, that was a very good choreographed yeah, and, yeah you, uh, scene between right. like just uh, them just doing their training and whatnot. It's, I I love speaking of fight scenes, all the fight scenes that. You'll see in this whole series mm-hmm. are really good, right? And and, and, and what's crazy is that I, I I remember showing you that one. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, I know, the I cars know. like yep. that car scene, you know, which is probably one of the best shot scenes you will ever see. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about Banshee though is that I don't think the fights are particularly crazy good choreographed I, 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 I think I, it's the fact that there's there's actually so, so much of a story in the fights which is what, what make them so good and yeah like it's not like a daredevil yeah fight scenes from mm-hmm. the Netflix show or right. from like into the badlands yeah fight scenes or like something like the Chinese Kung Fu or it's, like the, those yeah. yeah nothing crazy yeah but the, they're 
yeah, as you said, the 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 fights definitely help enhance mm-hmm. the stories mm-hmm. to that that are being told. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. I definitely feel like this the first episode. You're basically watching the emotional roller coaster. Uh, hood is, is is going on after oh, doing, yeah. after finding out all this stuff and then his life isn't what he thought it was going to be when he got up. Yeah, um, and what's crazy? The same is that, thing with Carrie. You're seeing yeah, her you're, going. You're seeing both of like these characters going yeah. up and down. It's like because Carrie is like. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I supposed to do now? It's like, and have her see Hood in in the sheriff's uniform. uniform. Oh at the very my end, god! Yeah, at the very, very end. end of I was going to talk about that. I was actually going to talk about that. So, um, yeah, that was actually a great moment. But I was actually going to bring up. Um, so, Banshee as a show, I don't think it quite understands the word subtle. Yeah. And and now and and that that's also to the show's detriment, but it's also a good positive on the show because the show sometimes goes so deep with with like the craziness and chaos sometimes or with the absurdities. You're um um you're you're just like no one else could do this but Banshee. Yeah, this exactly. is Banshee. Yeah. This is chaos in a small town, and and, and like and, and it's great, it's great. But then uh, there are sometimes where where a moment uh, a moment could use some subtlety. And it doesn't, which is fine, um, because they usually make up with it with, uh, with something else. Oh, yeah. And everything that Banshee lacks, it goes tenfold with all the things it does good on. So, oh, yeah. I love that. Now, now that we talked about characters and uh, interactions... Can, can I sit, add one more interaction? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. The When Hood sees Joe for the first time. Oh, That, yeah. it, I, I... I... When Joe sees Hood walk by him... Yeah. And Job says, "Fuck me." Yeah. Oh like, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That was like, oh that, dude, like, that was just absolutely he, the the look on his yeah. face is like, yeah, like he's all get up at the, the hair salon and whatnot, yeah. like the way he delivered it. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Okay. Absolute know, perfection. You know, since since we we on the topic of of a of Joe played by Hoom Lee, I gotta talk about this. So, all right. How should I put this? All right. There's this scene where um, Hood uh, try, tries to get in contact with, with Job, right? Yeah. And Job is on the phone, and he's, like, all bougied up, dressed up to the nines, looking all good. And then this girl comes by. She's like, are you wearing a cape? While Job is on the phone talking to Hood. And Job, and Job is like, nah, bitch, this is... Like what? Like the designer? Like, yeah, whatever designer clothing it was. Like, nah, this is such and such. Now carry on, Snooky. <laughs> and he, he calls the girl Snooky and like tells her to go along and then after the girl says something again, he he, he replies with Go get pregnant, girl. And just like like Job ain't got time for these for these basic ass girls, man. You know what I'm saying? Job Job is Job is Job is a fly ass girl. And so yes. uh and so I I love that about him and Job is sassy. Job keeps it Job keeps it real. He just he's 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 pretty amazing. And that honestly, um is, is another one of my favorite moments in episode one. But I also want to talk about on how ep- episode one kind of ends. Episode one ends and wraps up with um, Hood uh, shooting and killing a member that is kind of like in Kai Proctor's pocket. Uh, Proctor abused him and that he wanted revenge on Proctor. Because Proctor's basically, now that Hood's been sworn in to the... Pre- I, we should back up a little bit right. to, to, the, to the fight scene where... Uh, Hood meets these guys for the first right, time. Right, right, right. Because like, like this whole scene is just you have to know the context. Right, right. It's just because they're in Banshee. There's several different factions. I wouldn't say factions, but that's probably like the best word. Because mm-hmm. there's like Kai Proctor's group. Mm-hmm. Then there's Hood mm-hmm. and Sugar, like in their own little doing mm-hmm. their own thing. And right. then you have the Banshee Police Department. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, the the Indian Reservation, mm-hmm. which oh, will come yeah. in much, much later, later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they play a huge part. In oh, yeah, and one that. of my favorite characters in the show comes in later, and he, mm-hmm. the guy who plays him, yeah, <laughs> such a badass. Right, right. Uh, I hope he gets a lot more roles later. In, like, yeah, but, um, and yeah, and, and, and then you have the white supremacists. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they play a huge part, especially in Dude, the, they're like, crazy. Yeah, the last half, like season three and all of season four. Yep. Which, yeah, there's a other character that I want to talk about later. Yeah. But um, uh, 
Hood is getting shown around mm-hmm. uh, the town. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, Hood, Hood, Hood hasn't even started yet. This is this is he hasn't even been sworn in officially yet, right? Yeah. He, he, he's 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 getting a, a drop around town by Brock, who's the guy who felt like he should have been a sheriff. So he she should he's chauffeuring this new sheriff around. Uh, and they see an incident going on between Kai Proctor's uh, men and a couple of members of the Amish, Amish community, right. who also play a big a big, big. but. Not as big compared to the other groups. Right, right. They're like, if there's any subtly, they're the subtle group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of the whole series compared to all the more overt yeah. groups that we see and um, all the characters. Yeah, I definitely feel like, like you said, there are kind of like different factions throughout. I feel like the Amish group gets the least amount of play. But with that being at said, least, at least through what you've seen. Yeah, at least through what we've seen. And um, and I will say that even though they get the least amount of play, their episodes usually have some of the most interesting yes. uh, stories. Yes. And but now but now back on track. Brock is showing uh, Hood around. Uh, Hood sees a bunch of guys. Who is it? Proctor's men bullying. Yeah, Proctor's bullying members of the Amish group. Yes. Yeah. And and so they stop. Mm-hmm. Defend the, the two Amish men that are carrying their supplies in town. I think they're going to sell the sell the material or whatever they're gonna, like or. Something like that. Mm. And so Hood stopped them. And then um, one guy, the leader of the group, gets beat up pretty bad. And he was about to hit Hood with a piece of big piece of lumber. Kai Proctor stops him. And then uh, so those Kai Proctor and the guy later talk about uh, having a little meeting. And Kai Proctor just goes ham on this guy just yes. beaten to this guy to a pulp I mean and it, the, this was in a meat processing area too right in that, front of other people he, that, that Kai do, Proctor owns right yeah, he owns this yeah, meat processing yeah and the, the workers just like stop watch and then go back to their, doing their thing I mean it's not a lot they can do because Kai mm-hmm. Proctor Owns nearly everyone in town, which is which is part of the reason why the mayor uh, actually hired um, an out of state sheriff to be the new sheriff is because the mayor didn't want to trust uh, anyone who's already at the precinct to be the mayor. That's why Brock then become the mayor, not because Brock isn't deserving, but it's because he he doesn't necessarily trust the mayor doesn't necessarily trust Brock because Brock's been there and Brock possibly could be already bought by uh, by by Kai Proctor. Yeah. And 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 earlier I did mention that um one of my favorite characters is Sugar, Sugar and Job. Uh Sugar's relationship, like I said, Hood gets into town, he meets uh I mean Hood gets into town, he stops at a bar, he meets Sugar, becomes good friends with him, and then the new uh mayor comes in, gets shot and killed, and then Hood and uh Sugar bury the body. Yeah. And uh Shug's as of right now, besides Job, is the only one that knows Hood's secret. So the only people that well, know no, like it's Hood like Sugar, Job, and Carrie. Carrie, no, okay, okay. Because like she knows that he's not. Yeah, he's he's not who he says he is. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, so Carrie slash Anna knows that he's not who he says he is, but Job and Suge know that. Know a lot more. more. Yeah, yeah. And so and so anyway, uh, Job and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Hood. Hood and Suge kind of have this interesting uh, yeah. dynamic because uh, I think to a certain degree, uh, Hood not only respects Suge. But he kind of looks up to him. Yeah, because they they both did time. Yeah, they understand each other on a deeper level than right, right. other people would. Yeah, because they both did time mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so and so while while we mentioned earlier, Suge does play neutral game to most of the factions. He 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 definitely favors Hood a little bit more. Yes. And so, uh, but anyway, but anyway, going forward, uh, Hood basically stop stop these guys that were bullying the Amish. And then um, at the end of the episode, at the, at the end of the episode, those guys come back to one of the guys comes back to get revenge on Hood um, by knocking him unconscious, and then goes to go try and murder Kai Proctor because Kai Proctor knocked and this, out. And this is all at a party to celebrate Hood. Hood as the new sheriff. sheriff. Yeah. And so, so this is like what fifty people. Yeah, quite a few. No people. more than a hundred people at this party. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at this little nice shindig, everyone's mm-hmm. dressed up to the nines and whatnot. Yeah. And this guy's like, you hear a bang, 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 and it's like shooting. And yep. this guy's just like, "We're Proctor. Where the hell are you?" And and he, he's just like stumbling around because the guy's clearly drunk. Yeah, he's he's pretty drunk. Yeah. And so, uh, everyone freaks out, mm-hmm. and like the three others 
deputies don't have their weapons. Right. And then you don't see it, and then you hear, like, you're bang, bang, and you see Hood in the background as the guy falls into the pool. Yep. Dead from the gunshots. Yep. Hood Hood took this guy out, and Hood, unlike most of the other cops, Hood is a, Hood is from a different... Hood is Hood is a Hood's like a Viking living living amongst um, basic citizens, man. He's yeah. he lives by his own rule. It's yeah. like it's pretty much not only that. What's funny is that not only does he live by his own rule, he constantly breaks his own rules. Yeah, seems. he kind of lives in a like a his own version of the Wild Wild West. Yeah, uh, Banshee is as close as close as uh, I've seen a lot of shows get to like. <laughs> Wild Wild West type area getting it. And then they get away with a lot because, like I said, it's a small city and he is the sheriff. There's yeah. not a lot you can do to the sheriff. Yeah, because seriously, this town has what? Maybe no more than 10,000 people? Yeah. At most? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking it's like five to 8,000 people. Mm-hmm. And you could, you could tell this is like rural America. Yeah. Like at its finest. Yeah. You know, you could all the buildings that they use and like the settings you know it's like rural and out of the out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and now now the the show do you know what year the show came out but 20 let's see let's see 2013. Yeah, 2013. Yeah, so so it's fairly new. The show came out in 2013, but for some reason it feels older. I don't know why it feels. Yeah, older. it does. And so, but anyway, but but with that being said, though, for for a show that I don't think its writing is necessarily the best, I do feel like the creators and the writers did a really good job on the show's lore and the world building. and the world building. Like it's crazy the the amount of stuff that happens later on from what I remember, and just just what we got off the first two episodes. And also, before we end on the first episode one, what was your favorite shot in episode one? Do you remember what your favorite shot might have been? When the two gangsters came in and talked to Job. Oh, yeah. Because the 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 man uh, Hood and Carrie stole from is a, like a mob boss. Mm-hmm. Rabbit. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And so... He has he's he sent his men out to go find Hood because he knows Hood is out. Right, and so and he, he knows Hood can lead him to his to uh to to uh, to, Car- uh, to Carrie yeah slash Annika's because you know both of them stole from him so yeah so and there's an extra special relationship between Rabbit and Carrie right and so uh these two mob guys go to Job's workplace and so. They beat him up, talk to him, and he's like, "Okay, okay, I'll, let me go get this, some stuff for you guys, so you can get uh, get the fuck out of here." Mm-hmm. And so he goes out into the room and goes through like a secret hidden da- passageway through a bookcase. Right. Goes up and he before the mob guys come in, <clears throat> he had his assistant leave with all the backup hard drives and whatnot. Yep. yep. And so my favorite scene is him walking he, through yes the the secret passage because he has this like I don't know I um, blouse kind of? I don't I don't know if it's a blouse but like uh, it's like a robe yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing mm-hmm. um, and he's and, just, and, and just flowing yeah and, he's like, walking out flowing looking all sassy yeah like yeah. like just like very confident walk and yeah. he walks out and he's walking towards his car. He has a necklace on, and it, it, he Opens picks, it, it. picks it up off his uh, chest, twists it, boom, explosion, and he blows up uh, his secret passageway and all yeah. that. And, that, and, and, and also, I, presumably, presumably kills the two yeah. assassins who showed up at his doorstep at his place of business. Yeah. And I feel like that scene purposely shows is, is a good way to show you of, of who Job really is, because Job, Job may, may be weak physically, but he's strong in the mind. Yeah. Job is always prepared. Job looks good being prepared. That is Job. Job Job's does good. He looks good. And he's always prepared. You know what I'm saying? Job yeah. doesn't lose. Yeah. Like, so that's like my favorite scene yeah. in the episode one. Yeah. It's such a free, uh, so my favorite uh, scene might actually have to be uh, when Hood shows up at Anna slash Carrie. Because Carrie, Anna is, is, this name, is the name of uh, Hood's 
uh, X, but like her new identity is Carrie. That's why I keep saying Anna slash Carrie. Anyway, he shows up at Carrie's uh, door, uh, the behind her house, looking all Michael Myers, like looking all creepy, like doom doom. I'm watching you, and she freaks out. Oh my god! And then then he comes. Then uh, as as she's leaving, she and, and, and this is and right like and this is when they're coming home with their two kids, like yeah. the husband like Carrie and her now husband. Yep, bringing their two kids home. They're doing their thing, and you, you like the way the shots are set, set up. You know something's gonna like, I you could, so like that. This is where the subtlety comes in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of know something's gonna happen. Yeah. Cause like right as soon as they come into the door, you see a hand take a picture mm-hmm. off of their dresser right in the mm-hmm. main entrance to the household. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, someone's there watching. Yeah. And so what's 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 crazy about about this scene is that like as uh Carrie looks up and realizes that Hood is watching her, a man who she kind of like abandoned for and hadn't seen for 15 years. She sees him looking at her. She steps outside. She looks away and he's not there anymore. But then she steps outside to go see him and this creepy eerie music shows up and I'm not a fan of of all the handheld that takes place necessarily. Handheld show, filmmaking that takes place in Banshee, it definitely does have its place. And this scene is a good example of where it has its place. It just works. It works. I don't know what it was about this scene, but I everything that Carrie was feeling, I felt. Yeah. Uh, off just the camera movement alone, and then off the music, and then off the acting and the way she moved. And I believe that was all a single shot too. Yeah. There's there's a whole big single she's shot. Like, you see her walk out of the kitchen. Kitchen. She drops her like, cup. Yeah, because she she's she's a, she's scared. She just oh, yeah. seen the man that she abandoned for 15 years looking at her through her window. She, that would terrify anyone. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And so you, glass drops. Mm-hmm. Then she looks back and then she walks out and it's like you see her walk down the stairs to go outside. Side, yeah. And it's all one take. So fun fact about me, ladies and gentlemen, I love the one takes, especially when done right. And this one was a good example of one takes done right. And um. I will say there is there are certain times editing wise I don't care much for Banshee, but then there are other times where that weird editing just works perfectly with the show, and and maybe maybe that was done perfect uh, purposely on the creator's part, and if so, kudos to them. But um you know but if not it was an accidental genius type thing that yeah. happened. But anyway, this scene where where Anna or Carrie walks outside. Uh, afraid to to see Hood because she's afraid her life is is in jeopardy. You just feel all of that emotion. That is probably my favorite scene. Out which, of is epi- a, which is a good out scene. of episode one. Now, going into episode two, like we just said, episode one ends with Hood shooting and killing this man, right? Yeah. And then ep- episode two, uh, we it's go- more of the fallout of what happened. Of what all happened? Everything that happened in episode one, right? And um, so, I, I want to ask you who. What was your favorite interaction in episode two? Between... It, it, it was at the very end of the episode. Okay. It was between Hood and Diva. Deva. The the girl. The daughter. Oh. 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 oh okay. You, you want to give a little background on, on this character, Brandon? So, De- Diva. Deva. Mm-hmm. The D-E-V-A. I think it's Diva. Mm-hmm. Um, she is 15 years old. Mm-hmm. But Carrie told Hood that she's only 13 when they first meet up again and yeah. talk again. But Hood's like, he didn't say it, but he wanted to say bullshit. Yeah. And so... It, it seems like Hood might think that there's a chance. Yeah. So Diva's the daughter of Carrie. Mm-hmm. And she went to a rave that went bad. Mm-hmm. Because the cops showed up and like some of the... The, the drugs that were used mm-hmm. were laced with stuff that made it go bad. Right. Well, drugs are always bad, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Hood takes her back home, and the way it's set up, Hood's in the front seat, she's in the back, and he goes back and forth, or you only see, like, the eye of Hood as he's telling the story about... When he first saw his first death, mm-hmm. experienced his first death, and trying to help calm her down, and like, because yeah. it was a very, it's a very traumatic, a traumatic event yeah, that happened to yeah. a, what a fifteen year old. Yeah, fifteen year old. Like, yeah. yeah, seeing someone die, it's traumatic for anyone. And for right? anyone, right? For, regardless right. of how old you are, right? Especially if like you have like, because she had 
some romantic feelings for this guy. Mm-hmm. And so... Hood wanted to be like a father figure to this girl. And so he's just trying to help calm her down. And I mm-hmm. like that. Like, And he wasn't like talking down to her. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you lowly teenager, you don't know yeah, shit. Yeah, because... You don't know shit. Yeah. So he's talking to her like a human being, which... At that age of being a teenager, you want to be taken like be treated as an adult. Yeah, more seriously. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of interesting they showed that dynamic. So they did a good job on that dynamic because every every almost every interaction uh, uh this, this little girl had with an adult, she was being talked down to. Yeah, and, like a good example was I think it was was it episode two or episode one when the the dad, the father, uh, the attorney, the district attorney, right. Was telling her like she shouldn't dress the way she dresses. I believe that's episode one. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because she's wearing like what a low cut crop top yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like, low cut shit. Yeah, like what a like, typical high school, high school. Yeah. girl would wear. Like, right. And it was like the dad's like you shouldn't wear that stuff because because the, the girl got groped. Yeah, yeah. Or like was like getting gawked at mm-hmm. for this low cut piece. Mm-hmm. And. You know, but so that's one like that's the father figure you don't want to have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But Hood then comes around and like treats her with respect. Totally and, opposite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally opposite, yeah. and she. I think that's the starting point of their ultimate relationship. relationship yeah. That, which 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 is a good start. Yeah. yeah so, because yeah. you know she doesn't know this guy. Yeah. You know this new sheriff. And, yeah. Only two people in the entire town really know who yeah Hood is and 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 by by episode two now that Hood's found out that he's not winning at all he's not winning the girl the girl of his dream he's not winning the money he's basically in his crap situation but by, by the time episode two started Hood is losing it he is completely unhinged doing stuff he's 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 going by his own set of rules like he's he's doing whatever he wants he's pissing off some of his personnel uh, officers on his on his team. Uh, strictly mostly Brock because yeah. because the other two uh, 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 deputies or officers very much so uh, so 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 okay so yeah out of all three of his uh, hoods um, Cause off officers because it's Brock who's been there the longest guess, and then there's Emmett Emmett is this tall black gentle giant uh, of a guy he's he he he's he's like a softy but a badass yeah yeah and then and then there's oh my God what's her name Shavon yeah, I so I I I like her. Yeah, she, she is cool. She's the only one that I think so far can kind of almost see through Hood's facade. Yeah, because I especially especially the interaction her, uh, he and her had when he when he was filling out the paperwork. Uh, and at the very beginning, like pretty much one of the beginning scenes of mm-hmm. episode two, mm-hmm. he has to fill out the incident report. Yeah, from from him killing the man. Yeah, cause in the, the previous episode, got, you know, every cop has to do that kind of stuff for yeah. that reporting stuff and he doesn't seem to know a lick about it and she kind of pieces that together but i think she also like uh she she even though she she knows there's something up with him she she likes him yeah and so and so she kind of tries to help him out and i kind of like her she she uh she's charming her her introduction was one of the best introductions in the show she's bringing in this what crackhead it looks like he's tweaking and she's like giving him a hard time she's like i'm a Mess you up and, and you're like, oh god damn! Like she, yeah, she, she comes like, in, like, and like the mayor introduced him, introduced her to like, like yeah, this is her, this yeah. is your new boss. And she's like, I wish you would have said that sooner. Yeah, yeah like, god, it's like god. Damn. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she's a bit of a, she's a feisty badass. But anyway, I, I like her because, like I said, out of all of his support, out of all his personnel, she definitely seems to be the one to kind of see through him, but also like what she sees. Yeah, mm-hmm. Emmett and her Siobhan Yeah, Emmett are, are, are like. Leaning towards them a little yeah. bit, like they, they. Brock is not though, clearly. Yeah, Brock yeah. just like. Yeah. Haters gonna hate, right? Yeah, but like Emmett, the to the to the, the to like describe Emmett. Emmett is like a good soldier. Emmett, Emmett's, Emmett, he he's he's he's. As long as like Hood isn't doing anything to hurt anyone, but Hood is doing good things. He's yeah, just going about it in yeah, his own like, crazy in, way. In, in the in this episode two. Uh, the good example is like when they try to go in and stop the rave. Yeah, the rave that the girl we just mentioned earlier was. Yeah, because someone needed to go in to kind of assess the situation. Mm-hmm. And. Hood takes off his, his uniform, which is not allowed. But... Yeah, because like that's. Brock's like, legally, you're not supposed to, you know, take off your yeah. uniform and like. Brock's a stickler for the rules. <laughs> yeah. 
But Emmett and Shabon are like, okay. Yeah, as as long as, long as good gets done, yeah, they, 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 they don't see the like mind. They, they, they at least understand his lo- uh, what Hood's yeah. his logic. Yeah, yeah. Brock is like, yeah, he's getting his pains in a while. Like, how dare you do that? Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Come on, dude, calm down. Yeah, yeah. And and like Brock comes off as, as a bit unlikable. And uh, not to say that I don't like him, but I can see how how someone could think he's unlikable. Yeah. And uh, and while 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 Emmett comes off as like kind of a badass, Emmett saves a uh, Hood because whenever Hood goes in to stop to break up the rave and go and go find Carrie slash Anna's uh, daughter um, at the rave when he goes in to go break it up, fight ensues yeah. and Hood is on his own basically because Hood plays by his own rules. He goes to go chase down the criminals, finds one guy, but then another guy tries to get the he gets the drop on him. And tries the, to, the, the guy who. Was overseeing the party. Yeah, it got overseeing well, the. No, was it? No, it was someone no, else. I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. So someone else pulls out a gun while Hood is wrestling. Hood captures one guy, and while he's wrestling and trying to fight this guy, another guy gets to drop on him, pulls out a gun, tries to shoot and kill Hood, but Hood uses the the guy he's wrestling's body as a way to shield not, to shield himself from the bullets. And Hood, you know, he's in a tight spot. This could look like the he end. He doesn't have a weapon. He doesn't have a weapon. It looks like he could be the end. But then Emmett comes out and nowhere, pop pow, like a savage. And Emmett does what, what a good soldier would do. You know, he doesn't question it. He he's not upset at what Hood did. He just he's he's got his back. Yeah. Know? And and that's all I like about Emmett. And um. And all these guys have their own different characters, which I like. But I want to talk about uh, my favorite um, interaction in episode two. And uh, I'm going to have to do some explaining. So there's this character. Uh, so, okay. So basically the guy that Hood shot and killed, um, towards the end, end of the episode of episode two, uh, Hood goes to, to, to Shook's bar, to which he's staying at now because Shook let him live there with him. Because, you know, him and Shook are tight now. They buried a body together. Yeah. And so uh, Shook is staying. So uh, Hood goes in to go get some food and some drinks at the bar. But there's a wake happening there at the bar. And Shook tells him, look, you shouldn't be here. Clearly, because, you know, you shot and killed the guy that they were having to wait for. And so, and, Hood, and Hood's like, nah, nah, I want to stay. And Hood clearly is trying to do the wrong thing. You shouldn't do that. That's in bad taste. Hood doesn't give a shit, though. Yeah. And Hood, Hood's like, nah, I want to stay. And then Shook's like, no, no. Take these sandwiches. There's plenty more that came from. Go up to your room. Go, go, go. Do something. Like, else. Sugar's being a good parent. Yeah, he's here. been a good parent here. He's trying to save uh, Hood from getting into more trouble because that's all Hood is at this point. Hood is unhitched. He's angry and he's troubled, right? And so he goes in. He goes outside to just enjoy his sandwich. And as he's outside, the uh, the the, uh, the uh, Moody brothers who are related to the person that uh, Hood shot and killed in episode one. They come out here for revenge. Yeah. They they see Hood. They're like, this is our chance. And then um, the guy he killed in episode one, his wife is out there saying, you know that sandwich you're eating? I paid for that. Because she, she's... Uh, she paid for, like, she helped pay for some of the stuff at the wake. And yeah, she paid. And so it is kind of in bad taste to eat the food of uh, of, of the man who's, you know, you should... Yeah, man, I, I tell it, you. Yeah, it's in bad... Anyway, she... Party, big time yeah, and she's uh, just justifiably so upset at him. And, and and she just goes to go tell him that she's upset. She doesn't like that. But then his bro- uh, the brothers of the guy who got shot comes out, and they're like, nah, yeah, we want to shoot. So they pull a gun out on Hood. And as Hood pulls out a gun, I mean, as these guys pull out a gun on Hood... Hood defends himself. Suge breaks it all up like the good daddy is. Suge is the dude. Always got Hood's back. Suge always does. Suge always does the neutral slash right thing. The best thing in the possible good. He breaks up the whole debacle. Sends everyone along their way. And then uh, as Hood is done with that whole situation, he looks back and there's this cutie, very beautiful, gorgeous uh, woman who's staring at him. She clearly likes him. And uh, Hood takes this woman up to his uh, his place at Suge's place has sex with her and you know she goes about her way because you know hood's a savage like that and she seemed to that's all she seemed to want too so she had sex and then left and that's all we see from this character and then later on at the end of the episode um there's this amish guy who comes up to to report to sheriff hood telling him look man i believe that there's a rave going on uh there's some people doing things that should be doing you should go check it out but leave my family out of this and hood's like and hood's like okay I, I respect that. And then he's like, oh, by the way, um, the, the, um, my name is such and such. Thank you. Shakes Hood's hand. And he said, and this is my daughter. And he says, daughter, say hi. Rebecca, say hi. And Rebecca turns around. And Rebecca, his daughter, is actually the girl who he had sex with at the very beginning of the episode. And, and the realization on Hood's face is just hilarious. The look on Hood's face yeah. is just... He, yeah, the oh shit. Yeah, right. even, even Hood, usually Hood is usually good with situations like that. Even Hood was like, ah, blah, blah. And she just played it off. She's like, nice to meet you. Like... For the, and like, like and he's a sassy like, teenager. Cause she's like what? She's probably like eighteen. Yeah, I think she's like eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. She, 
Because yeah, like if she was any younger, like that would be yeah. So, there would be so many yeah. issues. I, I think she was like eighteen, nineteen, and like uh, and so she and, and she she kind of like handles like a champ. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. don't say shit, and and he's like, oh, okay. I love that interaction. Yeah, because like it's like a oh shit moment, and literally that's another thing that helps define Banshee because that's mostly what Banshee is is a bunch of oh shit moments filled with. Filled with uh, the creators doing anything they can to get hood in deeper and worse trouble. Yeah. Like I swear to you, no, I swear to you. Anytime I, I think these words to myself, there's no way things could get worse for hood, or there's no way hood could get in deeper shit. And he does, yeah. by God, every time. And anyway, that's why I love that moment between Rebecca, the daughter of the Amish guy, um, and um, Hood. That was one of my. That was probably my favorite interaction in episode two, and I loved it. Now my favorite shot in episode two. Might have to be um, it 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 it's it's between two it's there so there, so there's this scene where he drops off the little girl after the raid happens who's Carrie slash Anna's daughter um, he drops off Anna's kid and like Anna's looking at him through the uh, through 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 the window yeah that like that was a good that was yeah. a good shot yeah because 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 like see I this is this was my interpretation. Uh, you can look and let me know how you interpret her interpreted that scene, but she was like, you know what? I don't want you near my family, and I hate this, and I hate everything that's going on, and my mind is, is in disarray, but I'm happy for once that you were actually here, and your skills... But I, I was like a thank you moment. Yeah, it was kind of like a, an interesting thank you moment there, and that's how I uh, interpreted And she, so she was angry and sad, but also happy. Yeah. Uh, Anna was. Uh, uh, she, she was happy, sad, and angry at Hood. Because, you know... She thinks the longer Hood stays there, the longer her life and her family that she worked so hard over the past 50 years to build is in jeopardy. Yeah. The longer, the longer, because you know, Rabbit is after Hood. Yeah. And, and her, and her. And so, and, and like, you know. And like, yeah, she worked her ass off to be able to get, get away from Rabbit. Right, right. And so. Kill her. Yeah, and so I really, I really like that interaction. But another one that I really like is when is the very beginning where Hood is filling out the paperwork, and you get his female uh, uh, officer. She comes in there. And, yeah, and she she helps him out with his paperwork, and he's like, "Oh man, I don't know what to do." And then like the the, the way that scene ends is just perfect because she's like, "You know what? Um, shit, what's their secretary's name?" I can't remember the sister. I like her. I like the sister. She, she's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Anyway, he he he. he I, I remember her look. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. First episode. First episode. <laughs> I made him and the mayor. I could and the mayor walk in. Yeah, the the, I, the mayor is giving hood um the the, the look around around the uh, the police station. Can we have to mention the the police station the, itself? It, it's an old Cadillac dealership. Yep. <laughs> okay. Because because so, the old police station got burnt down. Burnt down. Yeah. Like three years ago, yep. prior to the start of the show, yep. and so they're in. They're using an old Cadillac. Uh, uh, store yeah as their all their base yeah. and so and honestly that's and, so and, banshee that's so and, it makes and sense they call it caddy caddy yep. c-a-d-y caddy yep. and it's perfect and the mayor and, the ho- and hood walk in mm-hmm. uh the secretary is talking on the phone with someone's like talking like gossip and whatnot mm-hmm. and like sorry i have to get back to you the mayor is just like and and like get some trace to yeah. hood and then uh, they say a few things, and then they walk by, and she like, she's like, "Damn!" Yeah, yeah. Like the like, look, she's like, Damn. "Yeah, the, the, yeah." The, the uh, sister who's like their secretary, she sees sees Hood walking by. She's like, mm, "Look at that ass!" Like she literally looks over her counter, like, "Ooh," and she checks him out. Anyway, so I'm pretty sure she likes Hood, but so yeah, that, 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 that was a perfect. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting, playful thing that I really liked. And uh, and also also like how Banshee's not too afraid to play with its characters. Oh yeah. And, and also no character is fully uh, good, or fully or bad. or pure uh, or pure yeah. or fully bad. Like I, I yeah, do like th- that. Definitely not totally. Yeah. Because no because no one's like totally like naive. Yeah. Or great two shoes. Everyone has. Their issues. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their skeletons in the closet, yeah. which is like what you want. want in, yes, in a exactly. Show. You want nuance. You want because you like want you, depth. Can't, yeah. you can't you can't have a lead character or one of your main characters as this perfect, absolute perfect character that could do no wrong. And so, but Hood, mm-hmm. he definitely has issues. Carrie has issues. Mm-hmm. Emmett has issues later Shaban has issues later mm-hmm. Brock has issues later 
Uh, Proctor Kai has issues later. Yeah. Rebecca has issues She's, later. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and everyone has it, uh, like their issues, and uh, no Car- one Carrie's husband. Yeah. Definitely has issues. Oh yeah. No one makes it out of um. No one. No one makes it out of uh, this corrupt, weird city of Banshee unscathed. Oh yeah. And um, so I gotta ask you, after watching the first episode and episode two, what episode do you prefer more out of episode one and two, and why? And this is probably going to be our final question. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. Uh, I both have their merits, right? Because you need the episode one to set up everything, mm-hmm. but I have to give it to episode two because it helps get stuff rolling a lot better. Because at times in episode one, it parts of it were kind of slow. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But episode two definitely picks up the pace, mm-hmm. and you're like boom, 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 and like stuff happens, and you're yeah. just like, and it's like, okay, I want more. It's like, yeah, yeah everybody's like, okay, I want more, I want more, I want more. So it's okay. So you know what's interesting is that like episode one is very slow. But episode one had had so much intrigue with yes. it that uh, that I, I I absolutely loved it, and I think I'm barely gonna give the the W to episode one for me because episode two I felt like wasn't as interesting as as say episode one, but episode two had some great character interactions, which is yes. what made it, and that's really what Banshee is about. Banshee is really having this 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 character known as Hood getting involved with all these characters, and since he's he has great interactions with him. Yeah. And uh, Banshee is good, good with tense, absurd things. And so, and I feel like ba- uh, Banshee episode two kind of like foreshadows some some more of that to come. Yeah. And some of these predicaments these characters get into. So it's kind of hard for me, but I'm going to barely give it to episode one just because I like the intrigue that was set up in episode one and whatnot. Um, some of my favorite shots were actually in episode one as well out, out, of, out of these two episodes. So, uh, but I will say... Best interactions probably happened in episode two, so yeah, yeah, and, and plenty more amazing interactions and scenes. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait till we catch up to where I'm at, and then it's all new for me, and then you guys will hear me geeking out because, like I said, I mean, it's, I, I can't wait because there's one character that comes into play in season three mm-hmm. that has a main role in season four mm. that I really like. So okay, okay, that I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. Yeah. <laughs> React to him. Okay. Because he only has a bit part in season three, but season four, he... Boom. Knock, like he knocks it out of the park. He's a great... The guy, the guy who plays this character, an amazing actor. Yeah. Absolutely amazing actor. I love him. He's awesome. Is he a better actor than me after I've had two beers? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> he, he has more <laughs> acting talent in Pinky than you do. Okay, okay. I believe that. All right, um... But yeah, man, Brandon, thank you for joining me on this, and I look forward to doing this more and more. Yes. I want, I want to talk about Banshee more, because this is such an underappreciated show. Exactly. And I think it with, with so much uh, weirdness that it has, it's it's got some greatness, too. It, it's as good as... It, more people just need to see this, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Brandon, thanks for having, being on the show today, my man. I'm glad I could be on and help, help you out. Yeah. The, and guys, thank you for... If you just made it through the whole first episode of this, we're still trying to find our footing on this and how oh, we're yeah, going to go and do this in the future. And uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to our first episode of Beer and Banshee. And uh, I hope you guys stay tuned for our, our next podcast episode where we're probably going over episode two and three. Three and four. Oh, three and four. Yeah, that's right. Three and four. Because we just watched one and two. Yeah, so we'll be going over episode three and four. And I'm excited to see uh, what things I pick up on rewatch of this show. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and if any of you guys get into the show along the way or just along for the ride, then, you know, stay tuned. And, uh, uh, write, write in the comments on the like whatever platform you're on. Yeah. Or find, go to Dez's YouTube channel. Yeah, message me. Message me, email me, whatever. You can find me at featuringdez at gmail.com. You can find me at featuringdez on YouTube, Instagram, or on Facebook, guys. Just check me out and send both of us some messages. And let, let us know what you guys yeah. think of the show. If you guys even got interested in the show. And uh, yeah, guys, this is Dez from Featuring Dez. Signing out. Peace.
Standing at the slickest store, whiskey coming through my pores, feeling like I run the sober life. Lotto tickets cheap here, that's why you can catch me here, I'm trying to scratch my way up to the top. Cause my job's got me going nowhere, so I ain't got a thing to lose. Take me to a place where I don't care, this is me and my liquor stuff loose. I'm at the liquor store, swish around, Mr. Chow. Give me more, a drink of flowers, sinking soda. Need you, bro. Change in my pocket, slow, stop and go. Hook me up for cheaper, though. I pull the race card, cause it's Korean. I seen the older folk put the fake in some lucky numbers. A pack of smokes are bad for throats, but it does do wonders. I spend a bunch of summers hanging out at storefronts. That sweet sound ringing bells once the door shuts. Scored blunts and take every Everything that's inside out I treat this place like my personal hideout 40 years to freedom 30 days of drinking But I'm only in my 20s And I'm thinking that I need enough of sleeping like a genius Position like a fetus It's a cold world we live in And the liquor keeps me heated I just spit my old English While I dream about them new castles And homeless man I want the same thing that you Cause asked. my job's got me going nowhere So I ain't got a thing to lose Take me to a place where I don't care This is me and my liquor stuff blues I take one shot for my pain One drag for my sorrow Get messed up today I'll be okay tomorrow